name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one in the back. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Good Day for a Movie podcast. I'm Jacob. Joined alongside me, as always, Tate and Sage. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Sage, how we doing? That was not in alphabetical order. No, it was not. Um, it was in the cool four. order. We we need to get away from this. Who I introduced thing? That's the that can't just continue to be what we talk about. You started it. Well, we're talking about no, it now. No, you guys started. I know. <laughs> we need to get away from this. It's not good podcasting to just run this bit into the ground continuously. Well, you started it. How? You start prioritizing one over the other. Okay, well, I'm not doing that anymore. I've told you that. It's it's just completely random. It's what yeah. You yeah. just have to not announce us anymore. It's it's like a snowball effect. It's like, yeah, it was a flake back then, but you, it's full-blown okay. avalanche territory From now, now. on, it's just going to be Tage. <laughs> That's okay. disgusting. Sate. Ooh. You can say the other guys. No. Um, how, how, how are you guys doing? Cloud fucking nine. Nuggets are up 2-1. Oh. Mm-hmm. They're uh, about um, to be up 3-1 by the time this one comes out. Recording? Yep. Yeah. This, I know. And this, by the time this comes out, it's game five. Finals might be over. No. By the time this comes out, is game five. Okay. On Monday night is game five, So, um, which is going to be the closeout game. So, Monday night? Yeah. Not Wouldn't this be next night? Monday night. Like in in like four nights is game five. Tomorrow night is game. But isn't. Oh, wait. Do I not know when this is coming out? Is this not coming out? This I thought this was oh, coming fuck. out two Mondays. Yeah, now. you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll scratch that part. Um, <laughs> cloud nine because the Nuggets won the championship. <laughs> there we go. See, I, I was like, there's no way they're going to still have like do like four games in two weeks. That's a crazy long schedule, but okay. <laughs> I was so confused uh, <laughs> why you guys were confused. I was just like, I'm so confused. About? Don't worry. The Nuggets about it. won the championship on. stage. It's locked and sealed. Done deal. Nuggets in five. That's going to be really embarrassing if the heat won. Nah, <laughs> nah not going to happen. Nah. Um, well, we are here for, I think, what is our first 2023 special. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, have also, we had me, one. Me and Sage are going to Greece. What? That's the other thing. That's fun. Oh, yeah. You guys are going to Greece. Talk about that while I look up to see if this is actually our first 2023 special or not. I think it is. But yeah, Sage, we're going to Greece for one of Danish Sage's Danish's friend's wedding. It's going to be it is fucking kinda, tight. We're going to a Danish and Chinese wedding in Greece. That doesn't make much sense. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> yeah. a lot of country, a lot of ethnicity. <laughs> ethnicity, that's <laughs> the word. Ethnicity, anemones. Yes. And uh, when we get back and we talk about it, we will tell you our flight plan, Jacob. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that... we're doing an overnight layover in Amsterdam. And there's the flight oh, no. plan. Okay, well there we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's crazy. We'll so, talk about that when we have less to talk about. We will have stories. Podcast. Yes. Um, let's let's talk about the movie that we're going to be reviewing. It is our very first 2023 special. 
Um, we are reviewing Spider-Man Across the Spri- the Spider-Verse. The Spider-Verse? I know. I Whatever. Just move past it. We Spider-Man don't have to, we don't Across dwell the Spider-Verse. On these, these mistakes. I didn't watch that movie. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Here's nice. a question. What if you do that live on radio? Do you just have to suck it up and say, whoops? I'm not live on radio, homie. I'm voice tracked. Ew. Pre-recorded. Nobody's live on radio. So much radio is Except for talk, ho- talk show hosts. Lame. <laughs> and the it's curtain comes back. If you listen to any music station, they are not live on radio. Unless it is like a... There may be some with of like the bigger shows, but that's like there's very few. Ninety nine percent chance, and that's only going to be a morning show. You're not going to have an afternoon show live. It just doesn't happen anymore. They radio companies don't have money to pay people four hours to be there for a show. They'll, they'd rather pay them one hour for a four hour show. And they don't like mess ups like Spriderverse. Yeah, yeah, they, I'd be fired. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Um, are we wait is that permission for us what well, Jacob kind of runs permission and edits all of what? it so are we allowed to fire you now? unless you want to take no. all that on Sage you have no power yeah no, no power here we have the opposite of power in this situation <laughs> hmm. um, let's first before we get into this reviewing this movie let's talk a little bit about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse the first movie of this series um, I know you You two are both very high on that movie. Uh, Sage, talk to me about your feelings on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's brilliant. It's probably the best Spider-Man movie. I don't know what more to say. I, it, maybe not as far as like the true Spider-Man. Traditional. Like the comics or whatever, but like as far as pure creativity and entertainment go, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse was the best Spider-Man movie I'd ever watched easily. I'd probably, I think I gave it a low five stars, so like a 96 or 97 out of 100. Oof. Yeah, I so I, I rewatched it recently. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd only seen it one time before in the theaters. My lead up to that movie was very much, um, I was so anti it. I was like, this looks so stupid. This is going to be so dumb. And... Like I remember seeing Venom, which was a terrible movie. And there was a post credit scene with a sneak preview of Into the Spider-Verse. And I was like, nope, not staying for that shit. That's going to be awful. And then it came out in theaters and everybody was like, this movie is amazing, amazing. And so I went to go see it and I, I, was, I was absolutely blown away. I rewatched it um, at the end of May on 4K. Looks awesome in 4K. Um, the only cartoon movie I've ever seen in 4K. Animated stuff looks awesome in 4k um i gave it an 88 after rewatch um i think it's the did it hold up though yes for sure it's still awesome and it's an absolute blast um i think i think i like spider-man no way home more than this one more than into the spider-verse but that's about it excluding maybe across the spider-verse we'll we'll find out soon tate what'd you think <clears throat> yeah the first when did the first one come out it was like 2018 2019 yes um 2018 man that's a while ago uh, I haven't seen it since, but I f- remember fucking loving it. I mean, it was probably, I remember seeing it in theaters and thinking that it was my favorite movie that I'd seen in a long time in theaters. Um, and I think I agree with Sage, it's my favorite Spider-Man. It's not the traditional Spider-Man, like still Tobey Maguire's and even Tom Holland's kind of have like a 
place in my heart for being a really solid, good Spider-Man movie. But <clears throat> for, I think, the pure visuals of it and also the music behind it and just kind of the change-up of, like, it didn't try to be a traditional Spider-Man. Um, and it just fucking killed it. So, yeah, I was I was really excited and nervous about this new one coming out. Um, I usually hate sequels. So pretty much like any, especially superhero movies, whenever I see one and like it, the next one I've always usually hated. Like, I, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, even the Tom Holland ones. Um, yeah, I just feel like the, the first one with like this new superhero movie and characters always kills it. And then the follow-ups never hold up or never are as good or... Mm. So I was, I was nervous going into this. I was like, I'm excited to watch it, but I'm afraid that they're going to just totally ruin this series. So, um, yeah, but it was... The first one I probably would have given like a 90 or maybe a 95. The first one is really fucking good. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, so you, you kind of cover your... Yeah, uh, 95 for the first one. If I had say to what, 95 now. for the first yeah, one? Yeah, for the first one. Tay, hey, you just talked about your anticipation for this movie. Sage, your anticipation, I'm assuming it uh, meets or exceeds Tate's where it was uh, you were dreading it, more or less. Um, I honestly with, went in with no expectation. I had no mm. idea what was going to happen. I didn't watch any trailers or read about it at all. Same. Um. I don't think this is a spoiler because everyone knows it, but it's as a two-part kind of sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor knew that. I, so I watched with Connor, who was on the podcast. And when it ended, I was like, oh, there's another part. He's like, you didn't know that? And I was like, oh, yeah. I thought this was going to be one hell of a long movie. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. And yeah, he, sa- he said that apparently everyone knew that it was a two-part or like it was advertised that it was going to be a two-part. I knew there was going to be a third one. I didn't know that it would be how it was. Um, but we'll, yeah, we'll talk we'll, about we'll, it. We'll get that into more. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I didn't would, have any expectations to answer your question. I, I was, I was closer to you, Sage. I, of course, like I, I am the franchise guy. I like my franchises. I think like what the MCU did in those first 23 movies or whatever it was until end game and in, including Spider-Man, no way home. And there were a couple in these last 10 movies released that were all right. Spider-Man, no way home by far the best of those. Um, so I, what was the one before Spider-Man far from home was the end of like the infinity saga. I thought those for the most part were all hits. There were a few that were like not great and, but like watchable. Um, and so I was excited for this, especially after rewatching the first one. And we talked about it on the deuce cast extra. Um, and I didn't know what the story was going to be. I'd watched the trailer. I knew it was going to be something, a bunch of Spider-Men, doing a bunch of spider-man stuff um <laughs> and so I, I i was excited i was a little bit hesitant on tate's side there where i was like this first movie was so good that i in like five years later that's a long time to wait for a for a movie nowadays but um the the wait actually yeah. was the one thing like the, the fact that it's five years later so so far after was the highlight of or the thing that got me more excited um yeah i mean i usually I when they like crank the, them out i'm always yeah, like Oof. i mean that's definitely the way to go in my opinion. Like I, yeah. I would much rather wait a long time for anything, whether it's a TV show waiting a week and not binging stuff is so much better than just sitting down and binging a show and forgetting everything about it. Who knows what happened in Sp- stranger things season three or four? Nobody because it been, they binged it. Now you forget everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anybody got anything else? Mm-mm. Not on the front end. No. Uh, all righty. We'll see you on the other side. I can hear you being quiet, Mom. I, um, hope I didn't ice your game, man. 
No one my age says those words in that order. It's just hard to see my little man not being my little boy all the time. Yeah. For years, I've been taking care of this little boy. Making sure he is loved. That he feels like he belongs wherever he wants to be. He wants to go out into the world and do great big things. Not bad, kid. And what I worry about most... I love you, Miles. ...is they won't look out for you like us. Miles! Wanna get out of here? Wherever you go from here, you have to promise to take care of that little boy for me. Make sure he never forgets where he came from. And he never doubts that he is loved. And he never lets anyone tell him that he doesn't belong there. You gotta promise, Miles. I promise. We are supposed to be the good guys. We are. He's pointing at us. He's pointing at us. We're pointing at him. I'm pointing at Sage. You guys aren't pointing at each... Yeah, there you go. You're getting... We're supposed to... Yeah! <laughs> Spider-Man thing. Other way. You... You go. We're doing the Spider-Man thing on an audio podcast. <laughs> I fucking loved this movie. This Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, I like more than Into the Spider-Verse. I've seen this movie twice. I'm probably going to see it again this weekend. I fucking loved this movie. Sage? Yeah, I know. It was really good. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really good. I think I like the original touch more, but... That's mostly because, yeah, we can get into that. But I think it's just under the original for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Sage on this one. I fucking loved it. I I think when it ended, which we'll get into, that's the only thing, one of my main like knocks on it and that I was pissed about. Um, Let, let's get into the ending right now. Well, okay, so yeah, but my initial reaction. After your initial reaction. Initial reaction was loved it. It was fucking awesome. Um, they continued to be great at this movie and this story. But there's a couple knocks that I have, a little little small knocks that I have on it. And I think I'm similar to Sage as of right now. Um, we'll see how this conversation goes. That it's slightly below the initial one, but it's it it knocked it out of the park again. Yeah, I, so I, I think we should just talk about the end right now. It ends on a complete and total cliffhanger. Yeah. And I love that. I love it because, look, I, I'm not a comic reader. I've read like... Half of a comic, uh, half of the very first um, issue of um, DC's Infinite Crisis on Infinite Earths, and I've read like maybe probably less than ten Star Wars comics. So I'm not a comic guy, but similar to the first one, watching the movie and watching the second movie, it feels like you're watching a comic book, which is awesome. And that to be continued, 
just felt like you were reading a comic book and it, it, it just fit it so well. There's a movie that came out a week before this one called Fast X. I know neither of you guys saw it, which is a good thing. That movie ended very much on the same note. Super duper cliffhanger, but it was a super duper dumb cliffhanger. And it was that's done just Fast to be X, a cliffhanger. That's because Fast and Furious is terrible. For sure. But I'm, I'm just, <laughs> oh, I'm just making that Furious. comparison where like, wow, I didn't even. Fast think. and Furious is awful. <laughs> yeah. I, when it's you said Fast Did you not X, realize that that's the franchise I was talking about? I, they are so, yeah, I didn't realize. If you ever try to make me watch that franchise for, I will quit. I, I, no, speaking I mean, of real quick, I did try and watch it during COVID and I barely got through the first one and I was like, I'm already done. <laughs> anyway, I watched it in 2021. <clears throat> so they, they um, ended with a cliffhanger. Of course they did because they're going to make another one. Stupid. Yeah. But go they're, ahead. They're, they're finishing the Fast franchise with three movies. God, I, so I, dumb. The working titles at one point were Fast X, Fast X Part 2, and Fast X Part 3. They should have just gone Fast <laughs> XXX for the last one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, I like Fast, <laughs> fast X-er. David X-er. Dollar. Fast I'm stealing X-er. this joke from David Dollar. They were, David said they should have called Fast 10, which is Fast X, Fast 10, your seatbelt. Ooh. That'd be good. But they're not about seatbelts in that good. movie. No. Um... But yeah, so so like this one, I, I I love how it ended. I I get if people don't like it, but it's it, I'm just gonna be anticipating this next one until it comes out, and it's awesome. I didn't like. I I'll, didn't, I'll go I'll go last I, on it because I I think maybe I have the most gripes with it. I don't think I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with the ending. For me, it just felt like the reason it's a little knocked down, and it kind of has to do with the ending and kind of the whole movie is that it was a build up movie. It wasn't like of one story. So when the second part comes out, it'll kind of be like looking at the first and second movie as a whole, but that's kind of why it doesn't, because the first movie was a movie in its entirety. Mm -hmm. Like it had a story, it had a climax, it had an ending closure, all that. This one just didn't have a closure. It's its nature. It's a buildup movie, but just by its nature of being a buildup movie, it's not as good as the original. So that's my beef, Mm -hmm. but it's not really beef. It's just the nature of the movie. Yeah, and like I, I'm not going to disagree on that at all. And like it, it had no closure. It was not a complete move. It was not a complete story. But it wasn't um, supposed to be. It's a build. It wasn't movie. supposed to be. And so I'm. That's what. That's part of the reason why I'm totally fine with that, Tate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my main issues with it, I think, are um, it felt like <clears throat> it ended. Like I love a good cliffhanger, but it felt like it was so close to the end of this story that it. Like normally when a cliffhanger happens, I feel like you're like, oh shit, there's a whole nother thing that's gonna about to happen. It's gonna like I, I just don't I can't picture this next movie being anything over like an hour and a half. Like I just I feel like they got so close to the finish line with this story of Miles saving his dad that once it ended, I was just kinda like I I didn't look at my phone or anything or like a clock, but when he was in that other the original Spider Man verse that his spider came from, um and he was meeting like himself. That's where I was like, oh fuck, this is about to get crazy. And there's like 20 minutes left in this movie. And I was like on the edge of my seat. And, but I, I didn't picture that there was anything more than 20 minutes left in this movie. And then when it had the to be continued, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was so pissed. Cause mostly just cause I was like, there's not a lot left. Just tell me the last 10 minutes of this story. See, I, I do think there's a lot left. I, I, Ugh, I think there's no. going to be a lot about Miguel O'Hara being wrong. And because so Garrison brought this up on when we were talking about this movie on the Deuce Cast Extra, 
if you look at what happened to Miguel O'Hara when his when he broke some canon events or whatever it was, when everybody was disappearing, it was like they were glitching and disappearing. The big problem in the India Spider-Man universe was it was one of Spot's holes. And so I think there's going to be something where like Miguel O'Hara is actually wrong on like you can't break the canon type of thing. Yeah. And well, so I, yeah. I, I, I think it's going to get more into that type of I, I, I think at the beginning we'll see the beginning of the next movie. I don't think is just going to be the like I don't think Spot's going to be main, the main villain for that. Though, yeah, so I, I, I think they'll wrap that up at the beginning, similar to like this is my the other original with Star it. Wars trilogy, where Harrison Ford or Han Solo is frozen in carbonite, right? And they wrap that up in the first like twenty five minutes of Return of the Jedi, and yeah. then they go with the rest of the story type of deal. Okay, so the, the, like my other gripe with it is Spot, which we'll get to later, um, and 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 just the fact that they I think they try to do too much in this movie or like tackle too many things or too many plots. Um, but yeah, so so like the when it ended, and I uh, I was thinking about it because I was just like, okay, well, if I didn't like when it ended, because basically the the way I saw the last twenty minutes going is he finds out that he's in this wrong, he's not in his universe. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone else slowly figures out that he's not in his universe. Obviously, well, to me, it's not hard math <laughs> to be like, where did he go? Everyone can obviously track where he went to. Cause like, I mean that, that spider or whatever that puts him into the thing with all that, like computer and stuff like shit, oh, they should be able to know exactly. And I think the lady mm, did like know, history. I think the lady that was looking at it and didn't hit like stop on the computer. I think she knew where he was going and she was kind of like, Oh fuck, I can't. She's like, I'm not going to fuck with this. Um, and yeah, so I think between everything that they have, it shouldn't be that hard for them to track him down. And it's like, there's, he's that machine only goes by your DNA. So once they figure out he's not in his world, they're going to be like, oh, that makes a lot of sense because he was bit by this other spider. He's got to be in that world. Find him quick. That's what I was picturing. And then the only thing I pictured is some big event happens where his dad's about to die and he saves him and whatever, something happens. But I pictured 20 minutes left. Of course, I think they will drag it out to be a two-hour long film and they'll, they'll make it. Yeah, and it'll probably still be awesome. <laughs> it'll probably still be really good. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I just thought that the movie was that close to being over mm-hmm. and I was so ready for it. Um, and yeah, so, so also part of me was like, if I was so pissed about it and what, and where they stopped it, where would have been a better spot? Because I, I had a hard time thinking about where I would have. Um, but I think I figured it out after some time and I would have stopped it once, um, she left his universe and seeing him to go back to the spider universe, like the spider headquarters and he kind of has to think about it for a sec where he's just like, oh shit, no shit, what should I do? And then he's like, fuck it, I'm going. And then he dives into that portal, movie's over, like a to be continued. We don't even, and then the next movie starts. How long of a movie would that be? Hour and 40, something like that, hour and a half. I don't know, but they could have, that's when I would have booked. That seems it. like it happened really early in the movie. That was probably an hour and a half in. Anywho, they could have made that a two hour movie. Sage, wait, talk. Wait, and then you started out, the start out of the next movie, because also, this is where I think the plot completely changes in the movie. Go, yeah. Tag, tag me in. Yeah, you're, you're tagged go. in. I tried earlier. You're speaking crazy. <laughs> you don't can't go. The, se- the next, the next movie hasn't even come out yet. How are you what? gonna make? How are you? Like, how are you gonna I, judge how long the next one should be and how long this one should be if the next one hasn't even come out yet? I'm saying the, the next one's going to be like two hours. They're gonna figure out some plot. 
to make it two so hours. So what's the problem? I, I, and it's going to be awesome. I said, so I just said, here, here's, do you yes, not hear yes, a single word I, that I just said? <laughs> my problem with you saying they're going to figure out some plot, like they don't, they've already got it, that yeah, plot. They, 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 had, they had the full story. And that's why it'll probably be fine. On the I'm just talking about from what I know done. right now. It's not. It's definitely done not yet. done. Haley Steinfeld has not recorded lines yet, actually, as of a couple they weeks have ago. Like, they release. probably have all the animation done. It's possible. It's they already know what they're doing. I'm just but, saying, as a, as somebody I'm who's just, I'm just saying on what, the inside, you're cra- you're speaking crazy. No, it's I movie, I, I think you're kind of speaking like crazy right as well because because you don't know the full story that they're telling. It's not like sure. It's not like we read the. It's not like we read the book Dune and we know everything <laughs> okay. that happens. So, and then they're like splitting in half. It's like we there was no book written, so we're watching I know. the first half and we're like, "Ooh, what's going to happen in the second half?" I know. Obviously, don't know. I don't. Obviously, that's what I'm saying. They're gonna. They have something lined up where it's going to be another two so hour movie. Don't like, but count, you, you're you're assuming they're gonna have. They're, you're assuming they're gonna put too much, or you're gonna, they're gonna make the ending too long. No, I already, gonna I already said. I already said that the last movie is probably going to be two hours and also awesome. I just don't know it yet. But what I'm saying is, for this movie that I do know about, this movie felt like it had 15 t- minutes left in it. That would be the end. Th- that's what I'm saying. Like it felt like it was at the end, and then it stopped. With a to be continued. Tate's so saying. What's the problem? T- Tate I get it. Saying but... that they only. In like, my if, head, if they would have just put fifteen more I get minutes. It. In the I movie. get what he's saying. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I'm a bit lost on it, especially where you are saying to end it because that is not a full story at all. Like, there's no like character development in that part of it at all. But that's and that's that's what like I mean. So the went at that point in the movie, Spot was the bad guy for the whole movie. And Scott or Spot's gaining power, and they know that he's becoming more and more of a threat. Um, you also get reintroduced to her and Miles get reintroduced, but you you don't. She's being kind of weird, and it's still a mystery of like what's going on with her. Um, if this was a TV show, yeah, that'd be a great ending for an episode. Sure. Well, and like that's where I mean, but, if they have a whole other story, then fuck it, make this three parts. I was just felt like this movie took its pivot. He went to the, this Spire headquarters learned everything about what the point of this movie was. And then right when he was back home, like he went through this huge trial to get out of there and back home to save his dad, who was about to die. And it felt like there was one more event to happen in the movie. Now, if, if you want to make the argument that it should have ended when the spider thing shot him away, that's... Or that, that yeah, sure. Like, I'm just saying... that That's a much more but then that's, full story. Yeah, sure. That that would have been better too. Some development and some more stuff because we didn't and even I, meet the Indian guy. Like I know, we but didn't that, meet any well, of the Spider Men. Okay, so this is my besides other besides Miguel O'Hara and the pregnant chick. But we know of yeah, we know of this this Spider headquarters and this this Spider team because but it's still kind of a mystery to us. So that's why it would have been a really good cliffhanger to me. Of like he jumps in the portal, he's going to the Spider headquarters. She doesn't know that he's coming. We don't know this. But spider. that's not where they were headed. Yeah, that is. No, when he jumped in the portal, they were headed to oh, to India, Mumbatan. Yeah, yeah. Also, that would have been a fire start to a second movie. That would have been awesome. Um, You're, anywho, Sage, am I right that like the time his timing on that seems way off? Yeah, that's fine. Like, that you that's guys like disagree. maybe like sixty minutes, sixty-five minutes. Yeah, but sh- okay, I'm just like saying. The Succession series finale was. It was definitely than, more than an hour into the movie, but. Um, if there's an argument for when it should have ended, it would have been with Miles disappearing from the Spider Verse, and then the like headquarters. Gwen headquarters, and then Gwen like 
going back to hers and then Gwen like leaving hers with the portal. That would have been sure. like maybe a better earlier ending. But what you're talking about is way earlier than that. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. way too it's early. Too. Okay. Agreed. What I'm just saying that I mean, there just, were just in my mind better crazy. times because in my head, the way that I saw this movie going, there's only 15 minutes left. So that's the only reason why I didn't like when it stopped. That but there's not. Crazy. Well, yes. It's like a whole movie. But then you just say that there's like <laughs> no, so a this whole two-hour movie on top of that. This is my thing, so though. So what, what do you want? I, I don't want another two-hour movie. I just wanted this to maybe be, instead of two hours and 20 minutes, make it two and a half hours and complete this movie. Like, there's not going to be that much. And they're going to come up with something to make a two-hour no, movie. The, see, you, you can't say they're going to come up with something because they've already came up with it before they started the okay. second one. Doesn't matter. We not we don't know what it is though. So they whether they've come up with something or they haven't yet, <coughs> sure they obviously have. This is crazy. I'm just saying that whatever they did come up with then, not okay. We can use past tense instead of present tense. Whatever they did come up with then for the second half, I'm not that excited about yet. It's probably. I mean, they're probably gonna do good, but that's all I'm saying. Strange. Because the movie. My whole point though is just that the movie felt it was like it was literally almost over not like it was in the middle of a of of this story that they were telling and yes there would have been a better time i think and sure what you guys are saying of him going back to his universe and leaving the spider headquarters that would have been better in my opinion as well um i'm just saying that five loose ends how could they tie five loose ends in like 15 minutes there was not that many loose ends there's definitely like five loose ends no he just he they all know that they're in like he's in this he knows he's in this universe. They're tracking him down. Won't be that hard and take him that long because they have instant portal uh, teleportation to find out where he is. And all Gwen needs to do is just find out where he is, get him, take him to his portal, save his dad. 20 minutes. Anywho. What are, what are the five loose ends, Sage? I mean, I would have said the one-on-one with the Prowler himself, spot, canon events, everyone finding each other. Yes. And and the Miguel uh, O'Hara versus Miles Morales beef that's going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say settling everyone going back to their universes is the fifth. Because like Gwen and Miles will obviously want to be in each other's universes. They won't want to be separate or or they'll hope that they both have portal jumpy thingies. Mm-hmm. So there's like definitely at least five. Like those are five major loose ends that I'll need to tie. And I'm not saying you're wrong that they could have done it in 15 minutes. But I don't, I think it's very crazy to say everything you've said. Then, and then, because just it's, bookmark it earlier. Then that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying we're going to listen to this when the next <laughs> one comes out, and you're going to sound really silly. Maybe. <laughs> but all I'm saying is that if the next one feels like two hours of really drawn out and uh, they're trying to come up with new shit and like build even more onto this story where there's a lot going on. I'm yeah, not going to like it as up. much. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's my. That's where I'm kind of... Yeah, I mean, if, if, if what's happening in your mind is how it plays out, I'm probably not going to like it either. But I don't think, luckily, Phil Lord and Chris Miller don't have your mind. Well, and also, I just think this one was slightly worse than the first one, so I'm, like, scared in my... Yeah. Anywho, so my other, my other gripe about this movie, which we, so we can dodge all that or get rid of all that, um, was this spot bad character. Because it seemed like he was the... He was the villain for the longest time. And then all of a sudden, when he went to the spider headquarters, everyone kind of forgets about Spot and his, his role in the plot is, doesn't even really matter anymore. Because what they're saying is, mm. is that 
and and the only reason it, it matters is that for some reason now Miles Morales is attached to him in some way where they can like see each other's what like the future of each other or something all the visions that he was having um but basically what they're saying in the second half of the movie is that there are these canon events that happen in every single Spider-Man's history and that so what that implies is that regardless of spot or not his dad is going to have some sort of event where he's going to die regardless of spot well because of spot and his universe no it's because he's Spider-Man well Yes, but Spot's the one in his universe that's supposed to kill his dad. Sure, but Spot loses, but that could be any villain at this point. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it, like, that, that canon event is going to happen to his dad, regardless of who it is. Yeah? Yeah, that's, that's their theory. Because that's the part of that, Sp- every Spider-Man's and, timeline. Yes, and, and that it is not something that should be interrupted, and it's something that needs to happen. Yes. Whether it's the death of Uncle Ben, whether it's his girlfriend's dad, Captain Stacy... Somebody close to Spider-Man dies. If you're Andrew Garfield, you have four canon events. Sure, yes. So that so the movie just felt like it turned from being about Spot and stopping Spot to just being about purely Miles and his single canon event. That is going to happen regardless. It, okay, but it, 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 it's not them saying, Miles, you need this to become a better Spider-Man. It's, saying, it's them saying, Don't Miles, stop it. which I, I think they're wrong. It's saying... It's them saying, Miles, if you save your dad because you have this knowledge now, your entire universe will be gone, and they don't want all of those lives to be and, lost. And the whole web will and, fall apart. And they, they think that every That's like, the theory. him doing that because he is an acronym could destroy everything. But you can That's tell that theory. story without Spot. What? You can say that that can be its own plot without Spot. But you need a villain still. Yeah, it could be any villain. That's all I'm saying. Like the, in the next one, it could be not yeah, Spot and they, and somebody they, else. Right, but they 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 chose Spot. No, I know, but that's what do, I'm saying. Like they were you, building up Spot to be this like big supervillain that they're going to have to take down. And now it's not even really about Spot anymore. It's just about Miles not no, stopping I think it his still is canon about event. Spot. You're, no, it's are all you okay. It's all about I, Miles. I'm, I'm confused by your 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 guessing of the future of the story. Judging this movie. No, that's all. The only thing that Miles cared about in the end, he didn't even care about Spot. He just cared about saving his dad. And the only thing Miguel cared about was not letting him save his dad, because it's supposed to happen, right? That's all anyone cares about. No, in the end. no, 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 no. I, I don't no, know because if this is going to go anywhere productive. Be, because just hearing all, I don't think this is going to go. Anywhere the thing productive. that Miles keeps saying is we can do both, right? And so he's saying by him saying we can do both is. I can defeat Spot and save my dad. No, his his whole thing is I can save my dad and my Spider Verse won't fall apart. No, but he's he's okay. Just because, like regardless Spot of who is gonna how his, how regardless of how his dad might die, whether it's Spot or another villain, he your, is, your hypotheticals don't make any sense. I'm just saying that Spot does. They just seem like, like they're out of the blue, right, Sage? Am I am I crazy? Am I not understanding? I, I just feel like it, it, it is in his own. Spider-verse. He's like making up things. No, it's just. I mean, oh, if they cool. if they would have just let, I don't know. If they would have just barely hinted at the villain, then it would be all fine. But they spent like an hour and a half building up Spot to be like the worst villain ever. I don't think they spilled spent an hour hour and a half the building first, him up. The whole first half hour or the whole first you don't hour know and a half. Time? The whole whatever the first half of the movie more than half was about Spot 
introducing him, showing him his power, how he came to be, and how he's gaining more power, and how they need to stop him. And then Miles goes to the Spider headquarters, and everyone forgets about Spot. He's not mentioned or like anything in the rest of the movie. And the but rest he of that is. I mean, like, not really though. The whole like the last hour of the movie is all about a beef between Miguel and Miles. Um, the last half, I think that's ever since he goes quarter. to the headquarters. Yeah, but that's not that much of the movie. It's a well. <laughs> earlier, you you said that when he goes to the headquarters happened within an hour, so it would be then well, no, an hour no, no, and a half. No, 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 no. You, 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 you were leaving out all of the. Mumbatan stuff, the India, the India stuff. That wasn't that long of a scene. It was probably twenty minutes, ten, yeah, of the whole thing. Though it wasn't that long. That's why I'm just putting it as before India, as like half, call it roughly, and then the Spider headquarters and his beef with Miguel is the second half of the movie. But you kind of forget about Spot, and it doesn't really seem to be like he's huh. that important. I think Spot was an awesome villain this in this movie. I think I liked the, him. Ri- the utter ridiculousness of him and it turning into a really big serious problem is awesome. Um, yeah, but he was a big I, serious problem that didn't like that up to hasn't anything. not didn't that hasn't been brought down yet. Yeah, and it seems like they're not worried about him that much. They're just I think worried they about are. no. They're just worried no, about I Miles think they are. Sage, saving do you his think dad. They are? <laughs> Sage has taken off his headphones. He's his hand. His head is in his hands. He's sighing. He's scratching his above his ears. It looks like Tate has given him a migraine. <laughs> he can't handle it. Here's the thing. I I think you're reading into it. No, I'm too not, much no, and go ahead, but. wrongly. No, I I just there's not there's no arguing that he's not really part of the story in the second half because he's not. He's the reason that the stuff at the he's the he's he's going to be the green goblin for miles basically he's going to uh, be he's what? like uh in the Toby Maguire the okay. OG Spider-Man his like main first arch nemesis is green goblin okay but, kills but green goblin's not the one dad. that kills uncle ben oh okay he, he doesn't kill uncle ben well whoever does uh, that's who spot uh, is it, it's a random mugger kills uncle ben Okay, so then... <laughs> that, that could have been stopped earlier by Spider-Man. Okay, so that maybe that's even more to my point of whoever the villain is that kills his dad or his uncle doesn't matter. It's just there's going to be some canon event, is what they're saying, that's going to kill his dad. Right. And now that he knows that, and that he's supposed to not avoid it, he's going to go avoid it. So Spot doesn't matter. It could be a mugger on the street. It could be Spot. It for, could be somebody for, else. For that, okay. Yes, he doesn't matter for this very specific thing, but the characters still want to stop Spot from doing the things that he's doing. Like so Yeah, but that kind of to me just sounds like a dad, side mission. Then the now. characters are still going to want to stop Spot. Yeah, but that to me kind of seems like an afterthought now. Like a side mission. Again, this is just something that I feel like you're completely reading into it. I don't no, know if that's it's the, true. No, that's the whole last hour of the movie is them talking but, about the canon event that he wants to stop that he's not supposed to. So it's not about Spot anymore. That's my whole thing. Sage I, still doesn't have his headphones on. Yeah, it's fine. Um, He's being bad. I, I was telling the listener that. Um, That's my whole thing is that, which I, it's obvious that we disagree on it. Um, but I just, I like Spot. 
He was a great I, villain. I honestly don't disagree even know if we it? disagree. Oh, you, you can hear us. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we can if we it's disagree on it because insane. I don't know what you're saying. Like, I, I don't <laughs> so I don't understand where you're coming from whatsoever. Wow, I was talking to s- several other people about this, and we all agreed on it. So this is blowing Something my mind. in the water but... in Austin, Texas, Sage. Anywho, um, um, okay, whatever well, we can blow by. I, 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 just... I have a negative. I, I have I have pretty much my only negative for this movie. Um, is a technical thing. So I don't know if you, when you guys saw it, did it, did especially the beginning part with Gwen Stacy seem very quiet to you? Yes, I could barely hear her voice. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't sure if that was my theater or not. No, so so even the drumming wasn't that loud, right? The music was really uh-huh. loud. Oh, see, I like for, at my theater, the music wasn't even that loud. Like it was definitely louder than her voice. So th- there's some information that's came out on this. It, it's, it is par- partially the theater's quote-unquote fault, but not really. It's also kind of still Phil Lord and Chris Miller's fault. So they mix the movie to be played at a seven, seven, or at a seven level. The theater, the standard theater sound level is a five. And so that's why it's so quiet. Um, and so they actually put on Twitter, I think Phil Lord put on Twitter, Hey, if you're early to your movie and want a fun mission, make sure your um, theater is set to seven. And if you've already seen it and it was really quiet, tell them to, they could even bump it up to seven and a half if they want. And so that that that's my biggest gripe with this is one that that they that I couldn't hear it very well. And so that's something that can change once I like get it on 4K and I can actually hear it. And I am I, when I see it again, I'm going to go to my theater. I'm going to tell the person, hey, what is your sound level at? Can you please turn it up to seven or seven and a half? And I'll show them the Phil Lord tweet. Um, but so that, the the other thing with, with that opening scene with Gwen, the drumming stuff, I wanted the drums to be way louder and I'm fine not being able to hear her because I think some of that was on purpose because they're like her thoughts and like what the character's doing with the drumming is she's trying to get like stop thinking about all of this like depressing stuff that's happened in her life. You know what I mean? And so that's fine with me, but I wish that think of like whiplash, those drumming scenes, they were so loud and in your face and just kind of made you, they were so surrounding and intense that that's what I wanted from that type of scene. Wow. And then even you that, would have liked it in my theater and, then, because the drumming was so absurdly loud. I thought, yeah, it was really loud. That I kind of wanted yeah, to turn so, down the see, drums. See, the other thing with mine is it, it, it all seemed like it was on the front speakers. I wanted it to be all around me. Utilize all those speakers, especially because I saw it in Dolby Atmos. U- utilize those overhead ones in the side and the back and just really surround me with it. And the other part was when he does, when he gets to Earth 42 and he's swinging through and he's like doing this like emotional thing and he busts through like the uh, the window the score wasn't that loud there either for me. And I wish it would have really just swelled and just been like, holy crap. Like think like Avengers end game, like the, the portal scene when you just get that Avengers theme and like, it's kind of all you can hear and they kind of bring it down for when the character talks and they just bring it back up. That's what I wanted. It, it, the, I, I wish it would have been, the mix would have been a little bit that some of those big sounds. I think you just need to watch a little it bit better theater. Cause I didn't have any issues with sound. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, these gripes uh, are just terrible. No, Tate's over no, 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 two no, no, no. for one. Again, 
Goodness that, that, that I'm is not a, worried about your opinions. I, I, I prefaced that with that is a very small gripe. I, I agree with you completely on the her intro monologue was I couldn't hear her at all. And I was like sitting, I was yeah, like, give me subtitles or something. Cause I, and I wasn't like sure I said, if that, that was that's my That's a theater. very small gripe, especially yeah. based on my score. Um, the, the I, I will defend my theater, not the people that work at the theater. I have a Dolby Atmos and it's a, I think it's a 45 foot screen. It's a fucking awesome theater. Um, it's just the people that run it that are like working there don't know what they're doing because they're all in like high school. Yeah, I think the only time I um, noticed sound stuff was at the beginning. The rest of it seemed fine to me, but I wasn't paying attention as much to the surround the, versus. So like sound front. is like one of my favorite things of movies, like the sound design and like the sound mix. And I, I, I just didn't think that they utilized the full Dolby Atmos to the best of their ability, um, like some movies and directors do. And some people just don't focus on that. I mean, to talk about some of the positives, the different animation styles were amazing. Yeah. Um, before we get into positives, do we, does anybody have anything else negative? And then we're just going to no. gush over this movie. Yeah. I oh think God, no. the only, the last little negative I have, not, it's not a negative, but um, is on this animation. I think that sometimes they, went a little overboard on how artsy it could be. And I think like, I loved it all, but I think that there's like times where, um, especially I think when, I don't know if that, I was wondering if they have different animators for different worlds, but it Um, felt like maybe I, I know. So the Lego world was actually animated by like a 14 year old kid who made a Lego short on YouTube. That's tight. <laughs> they saw it and they were like, yo, you want to come animate this scene for us? And he was like, hell yeah. That's so sick. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but like, I, like Gwen's world felt very different animation style. Like felt like a very oh, different it was. animation style. Then that one was like a watercolor. Yeah. And thing. like, and, and like, I, I liked I, how much I the I, colors were changing. Yes. I, I thought like mid-shot. Because they changed based off their moods. And I thought that was hmm. so awesome. Yeah, I didn't really recognize about awesome. their moods. Um, and it when, was it was really when pretty. Gwen was like super sad. She was like blue, and like so it was like a real like watercolor like impressionist like type of deal. And it was it was awesome. I I loved the different animations. It was really yeah. cool. It was Gwen's world where it was changing so much. Where it was like so many of my senses were being like stimulated during this entire movie. Um, where like part of me just wanted to be like like I mean it was very visually pretty to look at, but part of me wanted to be like. Okay, but like, I, I I understand this how artsy this movie is, but I want to be able to also focus on like what they're saying and like other things. Like I don't know, that's my that's my only thing is that I think in her world they went a little bit like on the super super artsy side instead of focusing on just like I don't know other things. But it's not a huge negative. Like I'm I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna label that as a negative. It's just something that I thought I was like, man, it's almost hard to keep track of what's happening other, in this scene. Yeah. So the the other thing that kind of goes into the animation stuff that's crazy that they do that I don't that I my my mind is cannot be fully wrapped around it, but they mess with the frame rates of different parts of animation of like characters and like the different frame rates that go into Hobie. Let me try to find this. um, Oh, yeah. Tweet from Phil Lord, like his guitar is at a different frame rate than his body and his face is at a different frame rate than the rest of his body. And like the surrounding like color around him is at a different frame rate too. And it, it, 
I don't know what it means, but it just looks amazing. The different animations, and th- I mean, th- they did this in the first one too with the, um, the other Spider-Man mm-hmm. from that like helped them in this group, um, but it was just like on crack in this one. Like Hobie was so different from all the other animation, um, and especially in the Spider-Man headquarters is where that really shined. But that's crazy though about the different frame speed speeds. <laughs> Within the same character. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here's a here's a tweet from it's it's not the tweet, but um, the kid's name is Preston that animated the Lego thing. He said, "Looks like I can officially confirm it now. Yes, I animated a part for Across the Spider Verse. It was honestly such an amazing journey and working with Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and uh, Christina Steinberg, and the rest of the Spider Verse team was a dream come true. You guys absolutely rock." He's fourteen. That's so wild. Imagine throwing that yeah, on your resume. It's- so awesome. Um, all right, I, I, I won't be able to find it in a timely manner, but um, how, how do we want to like break down the positives of this movie? Do we want to just kind of go from the beginning? And- well, let's just go from the animation because, I mean, I think that that's, I mean, we were just talking about how that was, but for me, that was the best part about this entire movie was just the visuals of it. Um, and it, it is all of these different worlds, how different they are, like the movement of the characters, the comic book feel to it, the way that they would do the scenes about how like it would show this person talking and this person listening and like this person there. Um, it felt like a moving comic book. Um, <laughs> Mike's moving so much. And yeah, I, I, I think that by far, this is the best part about this entire movie. Probably both movies is just the animation of it. So that's my biggest highlight that I'll start out with. Sage, what did you think about the animation? It was amazing. My brain is so exhausted. We can't talk for more than like 30 minutes or even 20 minutes on pros. Okay. You've barely um, talked at all anyways. Let's let's knock down some of the story. Let, let's just kind of go through it. And if if I'll, I'll, I'll run through it. By the way, I, I've, I have seen this movie twice. I saw it opening night on Thursday and the following Monday. Oh, um, real like quick. I said, I, I pl- before we to see it again. do that, I mean, my, my only other pro that I you guys probably don't even care about was the score. Um, the music oh, was awesome. Sure. And awesome. so so many of the artists that are on it are some of my favorite artists. And so oh, I was you're talking about the soundtrack, fan. not the score. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, soundtrack. Um, and the score, though. The score was fucking yeah, phenomenal. The, the score is awesome. The, the soundtrack. The way that they do the sound. I didn't like think the, it was as good as the first one. Like those were fucking awesome. But yeah, I was talking about the soundtrack too. I know that you guys don't care about it. So I'll get that one out of the way that I loved it. It, it didn't have a sunflower like the first one did. Yeah. Sunflower was an amazing song, but there's a couple yeah, of that, songs on the sunflower soundtrack that are. Pop. I'm not a posty guy. Yeah. But sunflower fucks. It does. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Um, okay. So I, I think the most interesting thing they did with this story is that in the first one, Miles Morales was our narrator, right? He was our he was our main focus. This one, Miles is definitely still the main focus of the movie, but Gwen Stacy is our narrator in this one. Um, I, I guess Haley Steinfeld was pretty much recording lines for like five years for this movie. It's like since Whoa. the first one came out, like she was working on like the lines and like getting all the lines down. Not Not like memorizing, but like, recording different versions and finding which ones work best and whatnot. So that's pretty awesome. Um, and so what, what did I, the, the like paper animation of vulture in that, in the art museum was fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, 
This yeah, movie really started out so fucking awesome with that yeah. uh, animation. And we've we've got her dad finds out that she's Spider Man, Spider Woman, and is like, "I need to arrest you." And he's he's just you can just tell like it was like him finding that out was like a very traumatic, and he just didn't know what to do. Um, yeah. Well, and, and, and even she, the introduction to Miguel and um, mm-hmm. all, and uh, I think it was just those two, right? Jessica Miguel Drew. and Miguel and Jessica Drew is the characters. Biker name. gal. Yeah, that was the an only awesome thing I'll say about Jessica intro. Drew. Negative. Her doing all of this stuff, pregnant, little irresponsible. Maybe not the most irresponsible parent in this movie, but I'd have to agree. Little, like <laughs> that, going going to work at an office or like a kitchen, pregnant or like whatever. If super empowering, riding a motorcycle, fighting a vulture, less empowering, more dangerous, but mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. She's a very <laughs> empowering woman, regardless of whether she's pregnant or not. Yeah. So it is funny that she was pregnant. Um, yeah, those two characters were, um, I thought we were going to get a little bit, I, I was surprised the direction Jessica drew, the Jessica drew character went um, to where she seems to just be on Miguel's side. Yeah, I thought she was um, going to be a super motherly loving and character to Gwen. Granted that's that that's something that is a pretty much when Miles leaves nobody's on his side, which is very interesting. But we can kind of get into that. Nobody's a really bit on later. anybody's um, side that's not Miguel. And like once Gwen breaks away, she's kind of the first other than yeah. uh main character. But Yeah, that's what I mean, like they they completely Everybody. put Miguel or put uh, Miles on an island there at the end for that like last chase stuff, and uh, very interesting choice. And I don't love it. I I I I wish this is not me critiquing the story. This is me critiquing the characters. Saying I wish that Gwen Stacy and Peter B. Parker would have had Miles's back, which like, they it, do it, now. Yes, that they do now. I just like yeah. it. It kind of like it was done so well that like it hurt me as well as it hurt miles for them to both be against him too. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she gets into the, she gets accepted into the little, um, cannon saving task force thing. Super small elite task force. Not very many, not 600 Spider-Men in it. Mm-hmm. They're mostly part-time. Um, but uh so then we go back to um miles is earth and um we meet spot we we, we meet spot i we, we 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 talked a lot about spot already but i i thought spot was awesome jason schwartzman voicing so him good. was great well um, the, the intro scene where we meet spot is so fucking good mm-hmm. he's well and schwartzman was a great voice actor for him um because he is kind of, I don't know, just his something about his voice just works really well with how kind of goofy and clumsy he is. Uh, but yeah, that first scene with Spot was <laughs> both funny and um, just fun to watch. Like mm-hmm. The fight scene. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, it, good introduction to I think what's going to be a and end up being an awesome villain, and everybody's always been super worried about him. I the. Part that was and nobody that, ever stopped not being worried about him. The part that made me laugh though was when Miles like ties him up kind of and then goes and takes care of his meeting. 
Mm-hmm. And then when he's like on his way back, he like gets hit again. He's just like, how rude of you to leave a fight with your arch nemesis <laughs> yeah. mid fight. He's like, that's I, super <laughs> egotistical of you. <laughs> it's that sort of character development from a villain is so funny where he's like, he's like, come on, you like, I am so unserious. And this is such a stupid thing that's happened to me that you have to take me serious. And like, I'm in so much pain and like, I am your arch nemesis. Damn it. Respect me. And like, all like, I think that all of that stuff works so well. Um, the really interesting thing is that since he's such an irrelevant and replaceable villain, they're probably just going to introduce an entirely new villain in the second movie because like his role in the first, this movie just, was irrelevant entirely. And now it's just all about miles versus uh Spanish, ma- Spanish Spider-Man. They're going to Berenstein bears us and be like, no, are you kidding me? It was green goblin. That whole second movie. Yeah. And the Spot second movie, it's, it's going to be Dr. Squid and Dr. Squid's going to be like, what do you mean? mean? I was in it's play play on oh. doc. It's going to be Dr. Squid. And he's going to be like, what do you mean? I was in the whole movie last movie the entire time. I was his arch nemesis. And everyone's gonna be like, Oh, right such an irreplaceable villain like how could i how could i just completely forget that he existed that would actually be pretty funny if they did that (laughs) because that helps prove my point of any any villain could do it so if they just completely brought in a new villain that was like did you guys forget about me (laughs) and they're like i've never seen you guys i will fully apologize to you i will fly to austin and i will like open every single beer you drink for an entire week actually yeah here's a good here's a good bet um so if that does happen you're right, and we will apologize and get on our knees. It's not even that that I'm not say arguing like about sorry. What hey, I, will I, I, happen and say sorry like we ever thought you were wrong. Um, in any other scenario, you have to realize that everything you said is ludicrous and say that you will never give such a bad opinion again. No, I'm just gonna <laughs> chalk this one up as you guys don't understand what I'm saying, and that's fine. That's 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 fair because I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> and we can I, leave it there. But mind-boggling. Back to the positives. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have brought it. I'm sorry. I brought it up. Sage brought it up. It's the that's, only thing that he wants to talk about. Um, no, I just needed to chime in there quick. Okay. So, so the uh, one of the things that I was so worried about and that I loved so much about the first one was this strong family dynamic that Miles Morales had, and um, even his dad being a cop. Um, since this movie was released, a lot of stuff has happened. Cops aren't looked at in the same light. I was glad that they didn't go a direction that they could have and made it out to be a bad thing that his dad's a cop. Um, well, that's just not the Spider-Man story. No, for, for sure. But I, 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 that was just me. Like was that was one of my worries going into it. We don't have to talk a lot about it, but just pointing that out, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that, 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 that family dynamic of like, these are parents that like really, really do care about the, their kid and really do want the best. They're, they're, they're not, they're never even shown to be like inept, which I think is awesome. So I think a lot of, like that happens a lot in modern movies and shows and stuff of parents either being malicious towards their kids or I, so that that's the part that like really made this movie for me is because they like just delved into that deeper. And like, even when like we see scenes without miles there and the parents talking to each other, it's like, they're not, blaming miles for the mistakes that he makes in their eyes they're blaming themselves and i think that's like a super like awesome message and like a really good portrayal of parents yeah they did a really good job of the whole parent being a 
captain um, and cop with like having a hard time separating that from work-life balance and also at the same time caring for their family and kids. Because like Gwen's dad was not the best dad in the beginning, um, but came around to like, I think it's something she said about like you're, you're even at home, you're like being a cop. Um, like you never stop working and I need you to just mm-hmm. be my dad right now. Um, and so he finally comes around to that, but I think that they did a really good job of kind of, yeah. Painting and that like, possible dynamic. Even like captain Stacy being, um, him being a cop all the time, he's doing this, like that's him. He thinks that he's doing the best for her because he thinks Spider-Man killed her best friend, Peter Parker. Right. And so like, that's him trying to show that he's like caring, caring for, her, for her, yeah. but he's just not doing it like a, like he doesn't know that she's spider woman. Like, so I, yeah, but like, I fully agreed and like a good turnaround for him. Um, he gets grounded. Spider-Man gets grounded. Oh, that was the um, one thing that I thought was annoying of him for being such a good kid and such a smart kid and mature kid. Like, I know he's a teenager, so he's just angsty, but, um, just to be like, sorry that I'm late. <laughs> to this like party for his dad to like celebrate that he's the new captain and his parents like corner him and be like, where were you? Why were you late? Blah, 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 this stuff. And he was just like, stop trying to, Oh, I'm just trying to be me. Like, Oh, I can't even deal with you guys right now. And then he like goes and storms off. I was like, miles, you're a smart kid. Just be like, sorry, mom and dad. I, I'll, I won't be late next time. <laughs> and like still love them. Yeah. You know, he's just a yes, teenager. But the, the, I, I didn't really get the angstiness of that. I, I got it more so as like, like I've dug myself into this hole of lying to my parents and I can't tell them the truth, even though the truth is like, I'm doing a good thing for the community. And I'm like, I am a hero type yeah. deal. I, um, I but just, yeah, it was I, like, I, he has I, an I easy out right there of being like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, was late. I was studying or something like that. I don't know. He'd come up with anything, but kind of just like, yeah, but you don't want to lie. That wouldn't that's be That's all he's doing to his parents. <laughs> that was the joke. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he gets grounded. Gwen shows up, and a more awesome animation of them swinging through New York, and she's spying on Spot because he's an acronym, mm. anachronism, anomaly, anomaly. I think anachronism is also right. Why is he an anomaly? What? That's a good question. Why is he? Oh, you don't know the answer. No, I mean, well, like. I get that. Is it just because that he can travel to other universes that he has that power because, or is it, Oh, okay. It's because Peter Parker and his universe died. Exactly. Yep. 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 That's Um, just because he's a replaceable villain. Like (laughs) stop it. Stop it. No more, no more spot. I'm just going to chime that one more time. (laughs) So not a pivotal, not a pivotal. Just proves that you didn't hear me. So Miles goes invisible, jumps in, and there's something about India that I just love. Like I like the like Bollywood movies. I'm I'm not a big fan of the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Slumdog Millionaire one. I've only seen it once and I think in high school. But don't really care about that movie. But like RRR and like the musical stuff and just the grandiose stuff. I wish we would have gotten a musical scene because that is so India. But this scene was awesome. And Pavithar Prabhakar is an awesome, awesome character. And so 
my favorite part about this whole little storyline here is he is unflappable, right? Like, so there's, there's like nothing's gone wrong in his life. Like he's an awesome, like his hair's perfect, perfectly toned, like got the girl, the police captain likes him. He's that way because one of these canon events hasn't happened to him yet. And I think that's awesome. And he's like, I, I just think that's some like really good, like multiversal storytelling and the ability that you have when you are dealing with a bunch of the same characters, you can put them in different parts and like parts of like their story arc and like have that affect everybody else's. And I think that's awesome. Well, and it's, um, it's a great introduction to this whole Canon plot mm-hmm. because like, when you're watching it, you don't really like you're you're just like, oh, we're in a new universe and he's just chasing down Gwen and they're he's gonna go help her with this one thing. Um, and then when you get there, he's trying to be all like Mr. Hero because he meets How Howie or whatever. Um and Hobie. Hobie. And so he's he's like trying to show off to Gwen a little bit, and so he's like, Oh, mm-hmm. and he saves him, and you're just like, Oh, nice. Um, but then it leads to And you really do whole, think Gwen is if if so if you're not familiar with like comic book storytelling type of stuff and like canon events and like multiverses falling apart type of deal because of other people's impact you would really think that Gwen was just stopping him because she thought it was too dangerous right yeah because she gets the message from the AI chick of um like hey canon event incoming be careful and so that that immediately was like oh they're about to like there something's going to happen here. That's like, su- like supposed to happen like that type of thing. And so like, well, but we don't know what a canon event is before I did, this. Though. It, that, that's not a new concept. Is it not? I mean, not really. It's this type of thing. I like, think it's the first time I've ever heard of a canon event. Calling it that specific name. It could be that that's, this is the first time they've called it that specific name, but like that type of thing is not a new concept. So yeah, Urban uh, Dictionary just says it's yeah, an event in someone's life that must happen in order to keep the balance of the multiverse. So it is specifically to a multiverse. Yes, that that's what I mean. So like like in, in multiversal storytelling, that's definitely something that's a thing. Um it was a thing in Legends of, the, of Tomorrow, um that crappy CW show that I like that's really really dumb and I shouldn't like it, but I do. Um the um kind of happens in doctor strange multiverse of madness they kind of get into some of that stuff where like they go a little bit of a different direction where like with, with universes being able to like be collapsed in on it if somebody from a different universe is in somebody else's universe that universe becomes unstable and so like yeah. th- that's a pretty common multiversal thing so like my ears were perked up i was like oh canon event. yeah because she does say that and, right when right yeah. before they're going she's like this is like the canon a canon event's just about to happen blah blah Mm-hmm. But yeah, that didn't cross my mind. So like when the when that happens and like the huge dark hole happens and they're like, oh, we need to get rid of this and save this universe. I was like, oh shit, okay, that's a plot change for me. I was just like, mm-hmm. so yeah. It, but that the whole India universe was cool. Agreed. Yeah, it, it, very cool. Um, yeah. So then they they get brought to. Well, what do they call it? I just it? keep Spider- calling it Spider-Man headquarters. I don't know what it was called. Spider-Man headquarters. Um, I think like this is some of Oscar Isaac's best work. I think him is Miguel O'Hara, which by the way, ridiculous name. Do you know why he's named Miguel O'Hara? No. 
he's half Spanish, Mexican, half Irish. Oh, they hinted that in the movie. Didn't, wasn't that yeah. a line of his? Uh, maybe. I, it, it was, no, it was a line of maybe. Peter B. Parker, uh, oh, Jake yeah. Johnson's character. He said, oh, don't let this half Mexican, half Irish vampire Spider-Man yeah. worry you or whatever. I can't remember the exact line, but yeah. Okay, because I was like, I think I heard that in the movie. Um, yeah, he was awesome. I mean, the the voice acting of all of these people was awesome, but and it's so fucking stacked. But yeah, he was yeah, he was it, great it as Miguel. Is. He's um, a he's a great like fatherly role type of guy, and he just goes dark yep. in this movie. But um, we did kind of skip over um, Hobie a little bit. Daniel Kaluuya, yeah, great. He's speaking in his real accent. Um, Who's Daniel Kaluuya? Get out guy. Hobie. Oh. Yeah, he plays Hobie. Um, This character is a character that I should have hated. Right? Yeah, normally I would hate him. The the type of person that I am, the conservative type of guy, should hate this guy that's like down with the everything. But they did it so well with the like contradicting. Like I... I love or whatever. I hate consistency thing. Like that line just did it for me. And like his whole character was just so funny and so ridiculous. And like his entire intro was just, he was an awesome character. He was an awesome character. Super hard when the, uh, Jake Johnson's baby was like doing something. He's like, Oh yeah. (laughs) And he's he's like, fuck yeah. Or yeah. Oh no, no. That baby's an anarchist. Yeah. <laughs> and he had said something about like taking a crap on the system or like the side yeah. of the system yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He was all pumped about yeah, the baby. Great, <laughs> Very great funny. line. Great character. Yeah. Um Jake Johnson, Peter B. Barker, um, makes makes his first appearance and shows back up. Jake yep. Johnson's just the best. He's so good. They did mm-hmm. such a good job in that first movie of making the character of Peter B. Parker so much like Jake Johnson. Yeah. That's why his and, voice now fits so well. Yeah. And so, like, we didn't get very much from this character, right? Which is fine because we got so much more from Gwen. We got more from Hobie. And there was just so many more characters that um, we learned backstories on and developed and whatnot. Um, I'm fine. I, I, I like the baby gag. The baby gag was funny. Um, he didn't think he was going to be in this, like, battle chase thing so he brought his baby he wanted miles to meet the baby um when he grabs miles away from the chase and is talking to him in like the sewer thing or wherever they're at the in all those pipes and the 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 line of you're the reason i had this baby i had this baby because i thought maybe it could grow up to be like you i thought that was fantastic great voice work great just just everything um my only problem with the baby is at the end when he grabs the baby and says, yes, let's go back to yeah. battle. Like, <laughs> I was like, you have a very competent wife that could yeah. watch the baby. I know the baby was home safe. I thought was confusing <laughs> yeah. when, cause I thought he was always going to leave and leave the baby at home. I said my only retcon for it. I, I came up with this on the deuce cast extra. I said, well, maybe it's actually, it actually is safer for the baby to be in battle because, um, Mary Jane does not have spider abilities and the baby does. And the baby has somewhat of a mastery. And so what if at like four in the morning, 
the baby's just on the roof. How is Mary Jane going to get the baby down from the roof? So the baby should just stay with the person that has this other spider abilities that can go get the baby. So if you want to retcon it, there you go. And I'm sure there's going to be some stupid baby scene like Incredibles 2 where the baby like saves part of the day. Well, the but like before any of that, before even like the pipe scene, the the scene that I absolutely loved was when they when he starts to escape and they're like mm-hmm. like everybody Spider-Man's like escaping, attack him or whatever. And they and they, do the, they do the point thing for every single one. That was like, I mean, it's so cheesy. And like think back, I'm just like, yeah, of course they were going to do that. Still fucking They did so it in the well mid-credit scene in into the Spider-Verse. Kind of. Maybe it was the post-credit scene. Okay, it was. I don't know. I don't. I, it's been so long since so, I've seen that one. But the post-credit scene there was, um, we see we meet Miguel O'Hara, and she's like the multiversal we met travel. Miguel at the end Jake of the first one. Yeah. Huh. I don't think I don't think we got a name, but we we met the character Oscar, Oscar Isaac was voicing him, and he said, "Well, let's let's go back to the beginning or something like that." And he pops into the Spider-Man pointing meme. And he's like, I need your help. And the cop shows up and he's like, Spider-Man, freeze. And they're like, which one? Oh, I kind of remember that now. Yep. Yep. (laughs) But yeah, it was funny to see it in this headquarters where there's a million of them. And they're all pointing at each other. Um, Yep. That was just a, I love that that's just like now a cultural little gag um <laughs> even the the horse wh- why does the horse need a mask to protect his identity yeah <laughs> that was a the funny cowboy line. the cowboy ho- spider-man was very funny i um, guess yeah let, let's spend some time there and talk about all, all the, the cameos in that scene um childish gambino shows up as yeah. prowler that was weird <laughs> so he was in the first um marvel spider-man movie with um tom holland oh i, I think i think that's the one he was in and he like sold somebody a weapon or something like that. He he had a super big part where you're like, whoa, he's here, and I bet you he's the prowler. And so that he showed up as that. I guess earlier with Spot, there was a reference to Venom, the live action gas station scene, the bodega. That was from the Venom movies. Um, Venom is dumb, but yeah, it was there. Um. Let's see what else was funny from that scene. They got a little um, carried away with some of them, like the T Rex Spider Man. I was like, <laughs> that was like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like, oh, Peter parked car. <laughs> yeah, they got ridiculous with a few of them. Lego Lego Spider Man was awesome when he talked when he was talking on his thing mm-hmm. to like pick it up. He went beep beep, and to yeah. hang it up, he went beep beep. <laughs> that was I. I Got a kick out of that. J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson was played by J.K. Simmons in every single universe, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when when they're running past all the villains that they're sending back, they're all the villains are booing all the Spider Men. They're like running by and they're like boo, yeah. boo, <laughs> and it cuts back to Chalice Gambino. And he's just like boo. <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, what else? Andy Samberg voiced a Spider-Man. He, he, he voiced did? Ben Riley. Yeah. So Ben Riley, the oh, super really? emotional one. Yeah. That was like, has oh, hands against the wall. Yeah. Um, my super fine muscles still make up from a depressed man or whatever. He said. Yeah. So that character, I, I learned about this from Garrison. That character, Ben Riley, is a clone of Peter Parker. 
which I kind of hate, but <laughs> that's funny though for his emotional depressed state. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a clown. Um, oh, there were oh the the sixty seven Spider Man swinging in, being like, "I've got him," and mm. then he just like swings right oh, by yeah. him. He's like, "I didn't get him," <laughs> and then he's like surrounded, and the one Spider Man's like, "Stop, Miles! There's nowhere to run." And they'll just kind of stand there, and he just jumps out the window. He's like, "Sorry, guys, there was somewhere to run." Yeah, there's a lot of um, good little. That, that was like when Miles is behind like the Octo Spider-Man guy, like hiding on his back. Yeah, they're all like, no, it's it was right after the pointing scene. They're like, he's coming into Sector Four, and the guy walks in. He's like, "Do I have some web on my face?" Yeah, <laughs> that was good too. That was that entire scene of him starting to run and then chasing him down was so entertaining and it was, it was a great. great chase action scene too it was super high paced and it this is a movie that i could watch it seems like repeatedly and at least one watch i would pause it like every single frame once we get it get to spider-man headquarters because there's just so much going on and it's just yeah. oh all the archive footage they used of toby and uh andrew garfield was awesome too um when they were explaining to him yeah the about the he has to let this be yeah about the spider verse otherwise known as the arachno human humanoid whatever <laughs> it's like oh i guess that was a dumb name too oh yeah well, i thought you're talking about it's like uh, after they finally like, capture him or maybe it's before they capture him when they were it's right him, it's, it was all the visuals it's right of, before like, they put him in the thing they're like everybody's lost their uncle whatever mm-hmm. and like they were showing like the actual um mm-hmm. visuals from like toby mcguire and garfield mm-hmm. and shit like that yep um anything else from that kind of chase scene spider spider-man headquarters i just think it was like universe. up until he kind of is starting to get away um and like the vr girl mm. lets him i thought that was kind of strange and that's where like i mean that's the only thing i could reconcile about it was that uh she wanted to let him go maybe, but I think part of it was that she saw she was, he was going to earth 42 and not his earth. Yeah. See the only there, him, her seeing where he's going could make sense, but I don't know why that would be a motivation to let him go there. I think she just was on his side and was like, yeah. Oh, I, I think maybe he's actually like, yeah. Right. She just wanted to let him go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she had yeah. the option like, um, to fully reboot. It showed it and it like paused yeah. on her. Yep. And like, I, I think that was her like being like, well, let's just like, I, I'm, I'm on this kid's side. I, I like the cut of his jib type of deal. Yeah. Um, but, and and it, so once he gets away, that's where I was also kind of like, I was like, man, they're going to catch him so fast because they know where he's going and like, and they have the portals on their wrist. So almost they could go at the same exact time to his world and they pretty much do. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just to the wrong world, which I think was a good little twist. Um, and when, and it, it was a super weird moment though, when like you, when, cause like I, I thought that he was in his world. Everyone was kind of thinking that they're in, mm-hmm. they're all in the same world. Um, it's such a great slow reveal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that when you see his uncle, what was his name? You said uh, it earlier. Yep. Uncle Aaron. Aaron. Um, when you see him in that one, you're kind of like, oh shit. <laughs> and I think that that's, maybe that happens right at the same time that Gwen also realizes. Um, so like right as Gwen kind of realizes, you're like, oh fuck. 
he's not there. No. Um, I think they're. I think they're kind no, of happening simultaneously. Just all, almost. Uncle Aaron hadn't walked in yet. It was because there was a moment where the Miles and his Earth Forty Two mom were in the were in his room. Right. And right, Gwen right. was also in his room at the same time. So that's when. It, and then I think the scene of well, and something that Gwen his mom saying, said. He's in the wrong universe. They had like a spidey. They had like a spidey yeah. sense thing. Well, in the, like it, both there was, of their spidey senses went off, and she was like, "Oh no!" But there was something that uh, his mom said when he was in his room and he came outside, and she said something. Or he like revealed something. Oh, that's what he said. He's like, "I'm Spider Man," and she was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're. Is this she's one like, of your comics? Yeah, she's thing? like, "That's a joke," and she just kind of goes on. And, and I was kind of like, "What? She doesn't know about Spider Man?" And then well, it makes sense in her in that universe yeah. that she because there is no Spider Man. That's when I knew. That's when I was like, yeah, oh, that's the, shit. that's what he's, I was thinking of as far as like yeah. the key moment when you're like, oh, fuck, he's not in his world. Well, and like the whole thing, like it, they do a good job of like when he first gets into his room, you're like, this looks different. Like even Everything when he's about like, it looked a little the whole different. time he's on the earth, like you're like, this is just a little bit different. Like it was a just a different enough animation style. It was just a little bit darker when he was swinging through New York in his room. It's just a little bit darker. You're like, there's like part of the wall falling off and like there's not all of this like art and there's not like posters up and there's just something different about this. And I think that was just done so well. Yeah. And then when you see Aaron, that was kind of like, Oh shit. Um, mm-hmm. and the way that that played out was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah. And the, Very like, full exciting. Reveal, Cause like you're like, Oh shit. I think his dad's, like dead on this earth and well, the I, reveal and, of the of the painting yeah i didn't even think of like that didn't cross my mind at all until the murals on the wall and i was like oh fuck mm. this is a really dark version of I, the world where there is no Spider-Man. i noticed it because there was a picture on the wall of just miles and his mom there was no uh, pic- there were no pictures of his dad i was like oh shit i think the cool reveal though was i didn't even think about the other miles i just was like i was like oh damn there's gonna be some crazy beef between him and aaron um, and then in my head though, I was kind of like, but how does Aaron know that this isn't miles? Like how, is there something about him that he doesn't know? Like, or something that he said, the hair's different. The hair's a little different. I was like, how does he know? Or how does he What'd so you do quickly to your know? You, you took your rose out. Yeah. I was like, how does he so quickly know that this isn't miles, um, or his miles. And then when you see the other one with like the, with the mask come up, I was just like, oh fuck, that's right. <laughs> it's cause there are two miles now mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. not a Spider-Man. He's the angry man. Yeah, mouse. he's the prowler. Yeah. And even when, like when, when they like go up onto the rooftop and they're kind of like overlooking the city and he's realizing, "Oh, there is no Spider-Man here." And like you can see like fires yeah. everywhere. And you're like, "Oh shit." Like the supervillains are still here, but Spider-Man's not. Yeah. And that and that at um, the same time is when Gwen rallies all the other troops and mm-hmm. teases us up for the next one. Mhm. Masterfully done going to have a full movie on the next one. I promise you the, the next movie will not be 15 minutes. It definitely won't be. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to add? No, I mean, I feel I just, like we covered everything. Yeah. In good detail. Um, Sage just kind of listened the whole time. Yeah. I it felt like I was just... I'd rather watch the movie than... <laughs> Sage movie was there for me to that. be like, am I crazy? And well, to be like, that no, first 35 minutes drained me completely. <laughs> I have never, 
I worked eight hours today and I was more drained in that 35 minutes of listening to Tate than I was working eight <laughs> hours today. Um, yeah, I think it, re- it was a really good tee up movie. I think it was a really good setup movie. I think it was a really like that. that that's all it was. I mean, mm-hmm. if Tate's really as confused with the plot line as it seems like he is like the whole derailing of it being miles versus Mexican Spider-Man has entirely to do with the fact that not only is miles trying to stop his villain, but stopping his villain also coincides with a canon event with an anomaly in the multiverse. So Mexican Spider-Man's trying to like prevent a canon within an anomaly of a not of like a failed multiverse. So like oh, that that's why it's all spinning. That was a great reveal too, by the way, of him yeah. being an anomaly himself. Yeah. On the totally. train there. Because like that was something that did catch me off guard. And it was pointed out to me in the first movie, the spider that bit him was glitching. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that either. Isn't that cool? So like they're like, no, it's from a different universe. And so that, there was some sort of setup. Like there were a few retcon things. Like at the end of the first one, Gwen Stacy pops up like right after he like lays back in bed and he's like three years younger. And so when he she pops up in this one, he's like three years older. And so like there's just a little bit of retconning, but like they s- certainly did set up set this up pretty well. Yeah, I mean, per- perfectly well done setup tee up movie. Uh, not as good as the original as a movie as a whole, but I mean, it had tons of comedy. Animation was gorgeous. Varied animation was beautiful. The creativity with the multi dimensions was fantastic. I don't need to go step by step with this movie to tell you that it was awesome and worth it. Mm-hmm. I really hope the next one. I think your analogy of Star Wars was put very well, Jacob. I think it is. You know cleaning up the mess in earth 42 get to miles's dimension beat spot and then somehow prevent uh the multiverse from collapsing through the failed canon event of anomaly and then sending everyone home that's pretty much how it's got to go and hopefully they don't do a bunch of filler like tate's afraid of but actually make it make sure there's enough good meat on the bone well, one thing that gives no me one a likes lot a of, fatty chop. <laughs> that's right. One thing that gives me a lot of hope about this is Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I think today of recording, June eighth, came out and said, "This third one is it. They're done." They said, "One, we're so tired. We're so tired. <laughs> this was so much work." But so they said, "The third one's it." So I, I, I think that gives me hope. And like, like, because Tate, I really do share some of these um, inhibitions, and not inhibitions isn't the right word, but um, scaredness of like franchise movies and franchises and like that type of thing. And Sage, you, you've, you've talked about that before too. Um, but I think these guys are doing a franchise in the right way. The first movie was a franchise property, but it was done in a super creative way in an animation style that we hadn't seen before. The second one also like kept that inventiveness of it with like the mashing of animation styles and like, just the story that they tell. And like, we've gotten so many multiverse stories over the past, like four years. And this one to me is just above all of them. Um, I like this more than everything everywhere all at once. Um, it, to be able to tell like the, I don't know, 
ninth, tenth multiverse movie in the past four years to this ability twice in a row, seemingly, is I'm just flabbergasted that they're able to do this so well. So I have full and utter faith in Phil Lord and Chris Miller that they can totally do it again for the third one. It's probably going to be a really good movie. I mean, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a beautiful trilogy regardless of the story but like just beautifully yeah beautifully well done um yeah third one's gonna be probably really good are you ready for some scores Mm -hmm. yeah so this thing is just doing absolute gangbusters in the scores department um i'm gonna throw a couple extras at you as it sits currently it's not gonna stay there but it is currently the highest rated movie on Letterboxd at 4.6 out of 5. On IMDb, it is currently the number 12 top rated movie. Um, again, this isn't going to stand when a movie first comes out that's super good. You're going to get a bunch of positive reviews because mainly the fans are the ones that see it first. And then the more of the general audience and the crit- more critics and that type of thing will bring that number down a little bit. But um, yeah, number 12 rated movie on IMDb with a score of 9 out of 10 um, on Metacritic. It's got the must-see must tag on it at an 86 out of 100, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it's at 96%. Um, I'm sorry, for Metacritic, it was 86. Did I say 96? I think you said 86. That's why I was surprised okay. that the must-watch sticker sounds like it should be. I, I, I think their, their must-sees are 85 and above, I think. And probably recently released. Well, th- there's been some... Uh, We've done a lot that are like 100s. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I can go first. I've got my score. It has not changed since the first time I saw it, actually. Um, this is a 93 for me. I I love it. I, I, I really do think it's great. Um, I, I, five points higher than the first one. Um, I gave, like I said, the first one an 88. This one's a 93. I, I just think they did so much and I think they did so much of it so so well. Um my my only downsides on it is that sound thing. Like I said, if if I get a physical copy of it or I go see it in the theater and they've got it at the right level, that could certainly change. Um that could bring it up. The for for the story, um, I would have loved more I, I think they watered down Jake Johnson's character a little bit too much for me. Um, but besides that, it's, those are kind of the only places where this thing loses bond points. I'm going to give this one a 90. This movie is fucking awesome. Um, it's definitely like Metacritic says, it's a must watch, um, worth it for pretty much all audiences. Like I'd even tell my parents to go see this. I'd be like, this movie's fucking unreal. Um, I brought my friend's kids to it, 12 and 17, and they loved it. Yeah. It's just a... Yeah, it's just a phenomenal movie across the board. Um, it's just I just have to give it a ninety because I like the first one more, and yeah, because I have a couple of small gripes with it. But it's overall though a fucking awesome movie. So I don't know about best movie ever on Letterboxd. I was looking at their top ten or top twelve or like highest rated, highest rated, um, and but I mean it definitely isn't a. Fantastic movie, but I think there's a lot of hype around it right now. That yeah, I'm curious to oh, see how sure. long that lasts. Um, yeah, but it's definitely got a shit ton of buzz right now. The internet will absolutely turn on this thing in like six months. I don't know about turn on it, but I well, just, no, I, I I just mean like the the stupid toxic online like losers that are 
that just want to hate everything that everybody likes. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna go into the box and come just out, give it a come one out of the woodworks. Just cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it probably won't sit at number one movie of all time on Letterboxd, but um good for them for being there right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this movie's awesome. I think I'll give it a ninety two. Ninety two T O O. Oh um, good clarification there. Thought, nine yeah. zero. Nine zero. Um bang on four and a half out of five stars. I just think it naturally is not gonna hit the five star mark because it's a build up. That's my only qualm with it. Outside of that, like if the next movie is as good as this movie and has some conclusion, it will probably be I will probably rate it higher than the first one. But I mean, that's if it does a good job closing it. Mm-hmm. But as is, it's fan. It's absolutely fantastic and a must watch. My last little comment on it is this is a movie that does diversity right. It highlights so many awesome cultures and stuff like that without putting another culture down. And that's another one of the things that I love about it. But it also Same does the it first one for that matter. It also does it without having to like force it or like right. Yeah, you and, don't feel force fed like and like needing the needing like the need to highlight it to the point where you're like, we get what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just it's, yeah, uh, it, and it's, it's easy to do in a multiverse type it, of movie. It it feels authentic. Yeah, and to call a multiverse Spider-Man animated movie authentic is heaping loads of praise upon it they even had like a couple of those lines in there where it's just like where spider-man miles was talking to his dad where he's just like men of your generation don't like to talk about their feelings but do you want to talk about it and that kind of stuff where you're like normally that'd be mm-hmm. kind of like a cheesy line for the times but it was done really well and it was done at a mm-hmm. great point like yeah and the, the way that that where i was just like fuck yeah tell him mm-hmm. yeah all righty well that is an average score of 91 and shit fuck, it's my pick. Right. Uh-oh. Wow. <laughs> I have faith that you'll um, come up with one in a minute. Yeah, I just got to find my notes on where my movies are. Uh-huh. What was our average score for the first one? Just curious. You said I said 95, you said 80. What would you say, 88? Yeah. And what's Sage say? Oh, I said 96. 96, so it will be higher. Um, the first one, 93 average we didn't do a nick cage movie recently did we besides the new one that came out besides last year unbearable right we did not i don't think so we did pig oh we did do pig but oh but like a classic nick cage one not ones that are like referenced in unbearable weight yeah all right you know what that's what we're gonna do we are Going to watch Face Off. Oh, Nick Cage on Travolta from 1997. To foil a terrorist plot, an FBI agent undergoes facial transplant surgery to assume the identity of the criminal mastermind who murdered his only son, but the criminal wakes up prematurely and seeks revenge. Directed by John Woo, it is streaming on Showtime. Um. Yeah, face off. Tight. This is the one that was referenced a lot. I feel like in 
unbearable. Yeah. And I feel like when we talked talk to Michael, he said it's one of his favorites. So one of his favorite Nick Cage movies. Yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick Cage movies. Um, so that's tight. I'm pumped. Yeah, face off. It's face slash off. Yeah. You will understand the title more when you watch it. And I had no idea that that's what it's about. It was probably referenced when we talked about it, but I didn't remember it. That sounds like a cool plot. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, all righty. Well, face off. Up next. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can email us at gd4ampodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gd4gd underscore movies. Follow us on Instagram at gd4gd.movies. Give us a five-star rating and or a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever takes ratings and or reviews. And if not, then I'm going to disrupt your canon event, brother. I'm going to kill your captain. Whoa. I'm going to tie you to a punching bag and punch the punching bag to make a bunch of color come out. That was bad. I'm going to shoot you with my webs. We'll catch you next week at the movies. Here, I don't give a damn. A mechanic can be a panic with just a good looking pen. He's looking at you, kid. And any bar may be right here. When you're terrific, if you're evil, the uh, cups of dreams are made of. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Hollywood. Remember, it's bold in terms of jerking people around, but I may have gone too far in a few places. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. Hey!